live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Greetings. Welcome in on a Thursday morning, August 10th, 2023. Right now in the capital city, we've got 61 degrees on our way to a high in the upper 80s today. Might flirt with 90 for the first time in a while. And if we don't today, we likely will tomorrow. Uh, but still, altogether, not not too bad what we're looking at. Pretty seasonal, maybe even a little under seasonal temperatures this time of year. And on this Thursday morning, we have got a very, very busy show for you. In addition to getting you update on everything that's happening in and around the capital city this first hour of the show. Uh, at 7.10, it is Ticket Thursday, and we have one of the few remaining pairs of tickets to get to the lead center and see Hamilton. Uh, if you don't have those tickets yet, they're they're starting to dwindle. The shows are starting to dwindle as well. Not to brag, but I got mine in on Tuesday night, night before last. It was fantastic. Are we just would, bringing two listeners in, duel in the parking lot? I would, I would hide. That's good. I had to think about that for a while. It was really, it's really surprising how much I, of everything about that time period and that musical and and just the history in general. It's really surprising how much you know they went to duels in mm-hmm. that situation. Mm-hmm. Given you know they did a lot of the things that seemed really smart with a lot of forethought. You know, really, right. All these things. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you're like, really, you're going to do this. I mean, you're starting a nation guys. I mean, you, there's probably a way you probably figure these out better than social media would have been insane in the early 1800s would have been people videotaping all part of it. Like, Oh man, (laughs) don't put out a hit piece in a pamphlet. (laughs) No, 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 no. You think that you think that fight on the dock over there in Alabama was a big deal with all the camera angles. Tell you what the Aaron Burr, Alexander Hamilton (laughs) duel. Anyway, not to spoil the musical, you can go if you. I mean, spoilers. I mean, I, it's hard because it's it's common. Most of it is common American history, but like you know, I feel like you know that America won the Revolutionary War, but I you know I never know. I never know how far we should or shouldn't go with any of the spoilers. So I'll just leave it there um, and remind you that you're not British now. And yes, we will. <laughs> I'm glad of that. We'll be we'll be giving away we'll be giving away a pair of those tickets at seven ten this morning. Uh I think well I'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna play some version of what is LNK today with Jack and Friends thinking of. I know last time we we uh went with presidents mm-hmm. and it was it was a challenge. I, I we could do another round of that. We could do another round of that, or we might go some another direction. We could do here. something we'll musical themed. I thought about doing that too, but we're regardless whether we've decided or not. We aren't going to tell you because we don't want you to memorize the entire list of, you know, Broadway musicals since 1953. Or if you guys aren't reading like between the lines, what Jack is actually saying is <laughs> he doesn't want me and Mark to know. <laughs> For the next fifty no. minutes, no. what we're doing in the seven times? Uh, if you're reading between, <laughs> no, that's not. What... No, that's not. If no, you're... no, no. It's that he, he doesn't know either. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's it. He doesn't a clue what he's going to do. <laughs> that's probably fair. 
Uh, count down your morning drive. We got the Grow Lincoln team uh, at eight ten. Ooh, and we have uh, since Greg Sharp is still out of town, uh, we are uh, having Ken Dewey join us today. It wasn't too long ago we had him in for his July visit, but we're going to get him in now because we're just kind of in a um, an interesting time where people are saying, "Well, is it? Are we going to get back up to?" Being in the 90s regularly later this month, are we still going to see those summer temperatures? Is it is it going to hit right when school gets start started? Um, and so we'll find that stuff out from Dr. Dewey coming up at 8.35 today. So Did you th- look at the uh, Girl Lincoln list? Uh, not extensively. <laughs> uh, I just glanced at it. Another car wash. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well... They will, uh, they will let us know about all that and other new restaurants, retail businesses that are opening in the capital city. And that, again, is at 810 this morning. So, no, I hadn't I hadn't actually seen that, Mark, but I'll be. You know, I've, I've seen, like, three of them already, and now this one up on North 85th. So. All right. So those are some of the things that we've got going on. Um I feel like this is. I feel like this is should just be assumed by everyone in the city. But apparently, we've got to come out and say it. When you're going to the gas station in the middle of the night to fill up yeah. with gas, okay? <laughs> you you know it's uh it's a little after midnight on a Wednesday night. You're getting gas like you do at that time, and you see the big tanker right yep. that yep. is out there. Just refilling the fuel supplies for the gas station, and and frankly, I got to be honest, I've never driven up to a gas station and seen this before, which is kind of odd. You feel like you probably would see it You've at some point. Seen that? I don't think I have. Maybe wow, I have. I see it all the time. Okay, maybe I haven't. I just made zero note of it. But I mean, bottom line is, and Mark Mark gave this story out during news. They had the hose hooked up from the tanker to replenish the fuel supply of the gas station. Somebody drives into the gas station at that point. This is the one at the Quick Shop uh, by Tuzlan and Fremont Street and runs into the hose that is hooked into the ground, as I understand it. It's a a gravity feed out of the tanker into the underground fuel tank. Okay, into the underground fuel. So knocks the hose off of, knocks its connection off, maybe both places. I'm not sure how that works. And those are big hoses. And so you got gas dumping everywhere at that point. And turns out that they got it stopped after, I mean, only only 70 gallons of fuel spilled all over that's, the area that's in front very, of that Very shot. short period of time, because I think that's about a four-inch hose okay. that they use coming off. So it's a, it's a huge volume. So they got it stopped fairly quickly. Like, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm, should I be embarrassed to say this? Like, I don't know how that how that works, where the... I've ne- I don't recall ever seeing that. Well, the, Is there room that you could drive into something like that? That's what what's surprising to y- me. Yes, depending on the facility. But they usually have those, you know, uh, orange or yellow cones set up around it, and you're just not paying attention. You could well, do it. And this car it evidently was not getting gas. It just drove through the parking lot, from the way I understand. I mean, it almost sounds like it's targeted. Yeah. Good thing is that there's an LFR station, what, a block from there? Close. Close. So yeah. They got on scene, were able to get it cleaned up, but it took them about an hour. I mean, 70 gallons, a lot of fuel. They said it was a, a sedan. That's all the information they've got. They've got no other detail. Or, don't they have video everywhere? It's something like that, I would I think. Would, I would think so. Maybe it's not out there yet, but 
the investigation is is ongoing here at this time, and uh, you can you can see the pictures of LFR being out there oh, I don't early know. yesterday morning, dumping the kitty litter or whatever it is that they yep. put down. Oil dry usually. Oil so, dry. And uh, I don't think it's directly related, but it might be. Uh, notice there's another ten cent jump in gas when we drove in this morning. <laughs> From yesterday morning to this morning. What are we at? What are we at? Three seventy nine. I saw. Three seventy nine. Oh, South that's about what I paid yesterday. That's about what I paid yesterday. Well, Caleb I and I were in a area of much lower gas prices. Yesterday. Yeah, oh. I was looking around at those, going about twenty cents. I know I've got the station vehicle, but I feel like I have around, to fill up <laughs> around the Omaha area. Yep, La Vista. Up, up in La Vista. I mean, usually. By the way, congratulations to Mister Henry. Yes, thank you. He thank took you. some hardware home last night at the Nebraska Broadcasters Association uh, Awards, Prism Awards, and Best Sportscast yet again. Thank you. In the universe, as I the understand whole, the it, the whole universe. Yes, that's it. Is the what the Nebraska Broadcasters Association does. No, best best sportscast for twenty 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 three. Is it when did uh, it ran the, over the last year? 22-23. So yeah. it's over the over the middle of them, and that's multiple in a row for you, correct? Uh, not in a row. Oh, sorry. I, I got it twenty twenty one. I didn't win last year. What happened last year? I was bad at it. Yeah. I guess I wasn't going to say it. It was a bad outing. <laughs> you had to pull me in the second inning. No, it's, in it, baseball it's stars, like Big Ten refereeing. <laughs> the judges screwed up last I year. I remember that one time in twenty twenty two, early twenty two. You were like NFL uh, Monday Night Football. The Jaguars beat the Titans. Whoops, got it backwards. <laughs> Titans beat the Jaguars, and you're out. <laughs> Trump pleads guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> that might be I that, forgot that, and that and the Pete Buttigieg are just two of the best Nobody, that, that Fox News has ever put down. But within our building, six awards were won in our building. Um, our, our friends over at B one zero seven three got a couple of, of silver and bronze, including they they got the bronze award for best local radio show. Our friends over at Froggy got a couple of awards, including silver. For best local radio show. Uh, are we going to have to put up the big egos now in the mm. building? As if their egos weren't big yeah, enough. I know. Here's the thing. I, I mean, have to get a carpenter to... We're happy for guys. them, and they can they can talk about that. They decided our show was actually too good for the awards. We have a, we have a stack of awards that basically uh, would go higher than the state capitol. We, have a, we have already, a wall of so. awards higher than anything they've ever yes. put out. You got to see it right here in the newsroom. That's right. And matter of fact, we've had to go to multiple walls. That's right. And that doesn't right. even include some so of them that I've just taken to my office. If we're going to start gloating about awards now, we got some <laughs> lost time we need to make up for in the building. Uh, all right. Yeah, guess what, Gary and Joanna? We're coming over to Froggy, and we're going to let you know. Hey, this one was from 2007. Oh, boy, I remember winning this one. <laughs> I mean, geez, we got we got enough awards just in there for Jane Monick that it may, yeah, yeah, Jane co- alone has more the, awards. It's Jane, Jane leads those stations alone by still like thirty. Uh, anyway, uh, hey, I saw some good news here, uh, guys. I, I saw the LPS came out and said they have all of their teaching positions for the upcoming school year that begins in like five days, six days. That they've got them all filled right now. And for all the news that you hear about teacher shortages around the country, that's pretty impressive, to be honest. Um, 
And as a parent who have kids in the system, I'm really glad to hear that. Now, they still have openings for some other positions some that para, are out there. Paras. Paras. And support staff. Su- yep. yep, support staff and those. So if you're still looking for a job, they're still looking for those to kind of take a little bit of the pressure off the people who are already there. Although it doesn't sound like it's anywhere near a, a crisis situation. I think they still have more that they could hire. But every educator position that was open, so 3,800 of them um, are hired, are on the job, are ready to get going with the school year next year. And they they were talking about just how many of these actually this year, a big number of them are completely brand new teachers as well, which is, again, impressive that you've got people who are after everything that's happened over the last three years, after so much that you hear about that industry, uh, that they were kind of able to buck the trend that's happening around the country and not only meet the number getting higher that they needed in general, but have a lot of new people get into the industry as well. So I think that's that's great news. Good luck to everybody going into it now. Good luck to uh, everybody getting this whole thing started here in a few days as well. And I don't say that as like an impending thing. No. Good luck. <laughs> it's not really. But, yeah, that's um, good news. That is good news. That's I guarantee... Mark, if we are looking at other districts around the country, very, very few of them could say that. Yeah, absolutely. Incredibly few of those those whole those things. So glad to see that as well. And glad the kids are I I get it. It seems early. It still seems early, even though they've been doing this for years, that they it start them in August, but it's too early. Uh yeah. I mean I kind of get that, but there's also like, hey, kids are going back to school now. <laughs> Not gonna be not going to be home during the day in the summer, making me worry that they're not having productive lives. That's also, so I'm talking about my own kids. I'm not talking about your kids. Your kids can do whatever you want, whatever you want them to. They can play video games all day for all I care. It's fine with me. Other things going on. Did you, uh, are, do you guys see what an issue they're having in Waverly with Water? drought issues? Yeah. I did not know that this is that bad. Ten uh, Eleven had a story on this, and you know, obviously there was a long dry spell, and that created drought issues and water issues for a lot of areas. But the, apparently, the rains that have come recently have not been filling up their wells at a quick enough pace. Well, it takes quite a while for water to reach the, the underground well level. Apparently, and, which I didn't know that. And well, it's you know, it doesn't just run straight to it. Because as dry as it's been, a lot of that gets soaked up before it ever gets down to the aquifer level. So, yeah, yeah, and so they're the, the, and they're, uh, they're just using wells, as I understand it. So yeah, they're and, not along the the river like uh, Lincoln is. And the ten eleven uh, story said the a lot of some of their wells are running on fumes with less than a foot of water left to pump. So they put a new regulation on effect: only water your lawns once per week. You can either do it Saturday. Or you can do it Sunday, and that is it. And this ten eleven story was like was like this is tough for Waverly because that town has. I'm I'm sort of extrapolating a little bit on what they said, but the feeling I got was Waverly has some real pride in that town of people having nice lawns, and it feels like they're feeling the pressure on being able to have the impressive lawn here in this situation. I, so I think it may have something to do with what you and Caleb were talking about. Uh, earlier this year with evidently the 
you're thinking it was the water in Waverly that was producing those <laughs> stellar volleyball it's part players? part of why I brought it up, because, yes, I thank mean, you, Mark, you're right. A year ago or so, when a couple of, uh, a few Waverly players were really leading the Nebraska volleyball team, Waverly high graduates, Caleb and I openly asked, what's in the water there? And then I openly suggested that perhaps Caleb acquire some of that water and start feeding it to his daughter, uh, you know, just to get you know, a scholarship in volleyball would be nice and helpful, I'm sure, for his family. It's not hurtful. So, so, and he's already got, but I, here's he's given her the genes for height already, and so, I don't know, know. I, it I would, can't hurt. I would probably push her towards something like Wichita State or Omaha. I do, there's too much on the West Coast. Nebraska would just be too much of a, a deal. <laughs> don't too be much such travel. a cheapskate. Just buy the tickets <laughs> and go watch her play. So, so I need to clarify now, and I guess I can't speak for Caleb, but I just want to be clear. We did not drain any wells or anything like that. That's to, right. You can't speak start. for me. <laughs> we did not. I did not drain any wells I, in in, in jump starting Millie's volleyball career. I so I want, want to be clear about I that. I just right wonder now. if if people weren't out there, you know, taking their empty uh, water jugs and filling up. I mean, people from around the city, yeah, volleyball what, parents. Yeah, volleyball kid, parents. Parents will do sports. Parents will do anything to have their kids That's succeed. Right. And as a matter of fact, all of the all of the new recruits when they get here, I, I heard that John Cook has them go up and just fill up a jug of water from Waverly. <laughs> go fill. Go, now, one you, of you came in from Minnesota. I'm gonna need you to go to Waverly. Your real first quick. job is go to. That's that's what you get. That <laughs> crystal clear. Now they the volleyball players might not be getting breakfast sometimes, but they're definitely getting that Waverly they're getting, water. They're hydrated. Hydrated Not always full, but they're hydrated. Waverly water running through their veins. I wonder if BNSF had some potable water uh, containers that they just pulled over and you know, brought them right to the UNL campus. It could be. Uh, you know, it could very well be. So anyway, but in all seriousness, hopefully they can. Um, that's that's kind of a pain, and it's it, right now they're they're dealing with. I mean, the quote from the mayor in this story was, uh, um, "It was yeah, it's dire," is what he said. So it's a bad situation right now for them. So. See if we had water 2.0 for Lincoln, maybe we could, you know, extend. A, could we give uh, Waverly a little? Could we, could we just extend a line to them, like they're talking about? I mean, those problems. lines come from Ashland, don't they? Anyway, can't we just tap one off for Waverly for a while? As uh, a, I would imagine, but uh, we're still not out of the woods yet either here in Lincoln. Oh well, they took we away. Should, are we still on the voluntary? Yes. Jeez, I forgot about that. Not that I'm watering my lawn, right? But. Uh, I'm not. I forgot about that. Mondays, you're still. Monday is still the lawn watering Sabbath. Yes, is that right? And there's quite a few people that don't pay attention. Well, to it. listen, I observed year round. <laughs> so, so you, man, you, you so were doing it before it was cool. I was doing. I've got such a heart for Lincoln <laughs> that that I decided to never fix my sprinkler system. Be interesting the, to see what Doctor Dewey has to say about it. How if we're still behind on moisture for the year. That's the thing. Yeah, you're right because July had to be way above average for moisture. We were like what nine nine inches? I would think. I don't. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would think that's. Well, he'll have the, the numbers. So, yes, he will. That's why we. That's why we just wait for the expert guests to do it instead of sit here and speculating about it all day. Nope, I like speculating. All right, twenty-one days, three weeks from today. Nebraska football still twenty-one days. Jeez, three weeks that's still a- to go. I was I. Doesn't feel they should just be playing a game next week. It feels week. like it's next week. It feels like it really should be next week. Twenty-one days, man. Can you imagine two more weeks in those uh, Selleck dorms, those beds for the players? 
two more weeks. Some of those videos, watching those guys, as soon as they sit on the bed, like the whole frame we're gonna, bends in. We're going to develop a football team with the uh, with the lower backs of 50-year-old men here you very quickly. Those students coming into those rooms here in three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they got to clear it out. I'm not sure how that works exactly. But nonetheless, the 626, 61 degrees in the capital city. Caleb's got sports next on KLIN. Severe weather means interruptions. Check closings and cancellations anytime at KLIN.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, a reminder, tomorrow is Friday. Tomorrow is Request Line Friday. And uh, you still have time to be a part of it by getting your requests in. You still have plenty of time to do that. But we would encourage you to do it sooner rather than later for your own uh, prominence in terms of placement on the show. Today, we are taking requests for tomorrow's show that are cover songs. So... Cover songs, if you don't know, that means a song that is a, a remake of an original song by someone other than the original artist. And so we are asking you to request one that, whether it's your favorite, whether it's one you're just in the mood for, whether it's one you want to show off to everyone else that you're aware of that they might not be, whatever that is for you, that's fine. All we need you to do is make us aware of it by texting in the song and artist that you would like to hear on Friday to our text line at 402-479-1400. If you want to tell us why that you picked it, that's fine. Or you can just give us the song and the artist, and we can speculate about why you picked it. But we're going to have a – it's going to be really fun tomorrow. I look forward to this. It's been – we've done this before, but it was a long time ago, and we've had a couple of listeners who said they wanted to do it. they want to do a request a different song they did the first time or they weren't weren't a part of it the first time that we did it so we listened to you and we're giving you what you want for request line friday tomorrow and i'm very excited about it this is gonna be fun this is one of my favorite topics that when when this comes back around yep it'll be it'll be a lot of fun tomorrow so be tuning in we're gonna have music uh we'll play our songs at the beginning of the show that's what we do caleb mark and i all choose one and then we get to yours starting during the seven o'clock hour but we keep all the things that you're used to obviously all the newscasts the sound off the morning drive we still usually talk to jeff mall on fridays as well we just mix a little music in along the way as well so that is what's coming up please join us tomorrow for that all right let's get to the sound off 
Caleb, the focus for all of the presidential candidates, Republican or Democrat, is now focusing on one fair city about three hours to our east. Three hours and 15 minutes to our east. And one event there in particular that people take days, nay, weeks off of work for that they prepare for throughout the course of the year to spend time at for day after day after day. I know I have members of my family who are a part of this group. The pork chop on a stick, fine. Good. They've got good pork. Buttered cow is dumb. And the focus from the presidential candidates is even worse than the buttered cow. It's such... If you don't, if you don't have connections to Iowa or you haven't been there, their relationship with the, their state fair is hard to explain. Is the best way that I can put it. Aggressive. It's hard to explain, and it's credit to them. It's a great event. It's a it's a very good event. I'm not I'm not diminishing mm-hmm. the quality of the event. They've done. They've got really good, really good concerts. Really good. I mean, it's it's a huge deal. But the the relationship the state has with it is intense, is is the only way that I would put it. They've got a law that says you can't start school before the state fair gets going. Uh, you've got, I had a, 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 a brother-in-law who's no longer a brother-in-law, long story there. But anyway, he would, like his thing is they would camp there for the entirety of the fair Caleb, every year. A lot of, I know. The entire time. When I lived there, I met a lot of people that would do that. I know that's a thing. I know they got a campground out there by the Lancaster County Fair right now, but I know that's a thing, but lot, like lots and lots of people are doing that. They, they would do that. The, the city there in Des Moines runs special buses from different parts of town. You have that entire fairground area just converts to its own, like its own little city with like, entire i think it's called beer can alley like just everything that goes on there you have entire radio stations that just move in there all day shows every morning yeah well every morning throughout the whole day they have a live booth they're doing there constantly it it is insane it is how well that state fair overall is run it's just a very it's for better or for worse it's a it's a different deal than nebraska yeah it really is. Even you know, even when the Nebraska State Fair was in Lincoln, I mean, it's the same. This isn't me being sour grapes about it being Grand Island. When it was in Lincoln, you know, we go, we go for a day. Mm-hmm. It was fun, but it was not this like thing that you were counting down the seconds to. People planned the their their the two weeks around the yeah. Iowa State Fair. Anyway, it makes it a big spot in every four years. For presidential candidates, and this year will be no exception. So, which presidential candidates are we going to see awkwardly ordering things like corn dogs and trying to eat them at the Iowa State? What's Fair a blizzard? This year? <laughs> what the hell's a blizzard? <laughs> was it a... All right, here we go. Let's see. I don't have any sound, uh, that, Caleb. Let's me. try this again. 
Here we go. Here's what the whatever. Here you go. Here's a list of the candidates attending the Iowa State Fair. Mike Pence, Doug Burgum and Larry Elder at the fair today. It'll go on for the next 10 days, by the way. Ron DeSantis is in Iowa, but not at the fairgrounds today. Of course, people have to work. So this weekend, the schedule will be more jam packed with candidates, including we'll just go by last name here. Trump, DeSantis, Pence, Ramaswamy, Haley, Burgum, Suarez, Johnson and Elder and Democrats, Marianne Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Now ahead of the first GOP presidential debate in less than two weeks in Milwaukee, right here on the Fox News Channel. Ron DeSantis joins Vivek Ramaswamy as the only Republican candidate to sign that GOP loyalty pledge to support the eventual nominee. I will, so, I will say this. I, I will say this for, for the candidates that do go out there. Because I was there in 2019, so you had people starting to come through the fairground ahead of 2020. Like just just right. and, and, for, and for a number of different offices, not not just the the presidency or anything else they were looking at. That is the closest that I have seen in person to when you hear the the old timey campaigns where it would just be this group of people hooping and hollering and walking around and getting attention, and they've got a little literally a soapbox that they put down the box, the candidate gets on there and talks for a little bit, and then as a group, they just continue to stroll down till they find more people and stand up and hoop and hop. The old-timey stories that you hear about like the 1800s and campaigns, early 1900s even, the Iowa State Fair is the closest I've ever actually seen that in person and gone, oh, that, that that's a real thing candidates do. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll uh yeah, it's and by the way, did you one name notably absent from that list of candidates? Did you did you notice it? Maybe you didn't. Uh Chris Christie is like not doing Iowa. <laughs> he's like he's there's always a candidate that's just like I'm not doing Iowa. I got no I'm I'm a New Hampshire guy. I'm from the new from the area closer to New Hampshire. I play well in New Hampshire. My style doesn't play well in Iowa, so I'm just going to stay away from I Iowa. I respect it more for it. <laughs> But Marianne Williamson, she is she is the one that's going to be bringing people to the fair. Uh, by the way, the concerts this year, I'm curious, see what just to see how, how good of a job they're getting for King and Country that's is a good one. Uh, tonight. Uh, one of the one of the guys, but not both from Florida Georgia Line. Okay, I feel like that's a missed opportunity. So, so uh, it's just the F- Florida Line. New, <laughs> new kids on the block. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, Eric Church, that'll be big. Black Keys, they're coming to Pinewood Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Jeff Dunham, he's coming to Lincoln like 20 times. Lindsey Sterling, also coming to yeah, Pinewood yep. Bowl. Marin Morris, that'll be good. Ludacris, okay. Luda. The Chicks, they're coming to Omaha. Jason Aldean. Oh, he is going to try that try, in medium-sized town. Try that in a town the size of Des Moines. <laughs> Very medium-sized town. In a town the size of Des Moines. And that's it. So uh, so it's basically Pinewood Bowl East, essentially. Wow. Whoa. 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 Take that, Iowa State Fair right. grandstand. My in-laws are going to be furious at me. I'm just being sarcastic. No, that just you tells see, you how good the Pinewood Bowl is. You need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you really need to call that. Uh, all right, what else do we have? Oh, terrible news for you, uh, Caleb, and anyone else wanting to buy a home. I, I, I figured it was, just, it was never going to be good news. Uh, mortgage rate, you thought mortgage rates were high six months, a year ago. Guys, it's worse now. 
It's just terrible. The downgrade of U.S. credit by Fitch has made a mortgage more expensive. The Mortgage Bankers Association says the average rate for a 30-year mortgage backed by the FHA jumped to 7.02% last week, the highest level for that type of mortgage since 2002. The MBA average for a 30-year mortgage for homes sold for $726,200 or less was 7.09% for the week ending August 4th. Both types of mortgages had rates that averaged under 7% the week before. Demand for both purchases and refinancings declined last week. Ginny Coselda, Fox News. I mean, interest rates of all types have been going up, and that's impacted, obviously, among other things, the mortgage rates. And so you're at the highest mortgage rate right now in 23 years. 23 years since you've had anything good like this at this point fantastic so yeah the 30 the the 30 year rate you know talking about maybe in the sevens here at this point to be able to get that and um those of us who are fortunate enough including probably some of the people listening will not do you the disservice of telling you what our mortgages were locked in at a few years ago Oh, anyway, yeah, yeah, I know. Anyway, I, I know where the numbers sorry. were. Hey, now there is one thing that you can do that a lot of people are doing is they're looking for places to relocate where they can get cheaper homes, mm-hmm. where they can get more affordable homes. And apparently, the place to do that in terms of big cities is become, and maybe this is this has been a little bit of the case for a while, but it's even more true now. It's Vegas, baby. American home buyers are leaving Los Angeles, New York, and San Francisco more than any other metro areas in the country. And where are they headed? Las Vegas tops Redfin survey for the first time as most popular destination for relocating because you get more for your money. Typical Las Vegas home sells for 412000 It's 975000 in L.A., $1.4 million in San Francisco. D.C., Chicago, and Boston round out the top six metro areas people are leaving, moving to Las Vegas, Phoenix, Tampa, Orlando, Sacramento, and Sarasota. All ten most popular destinations have warm climates with a higher risk of weather disaster, but nine of the ten have cheaper homes. Therese Crowley, Fox News. Yeah, the cheaper homes homes are part of it, but uh, it's pretty clear the, the weather... Is a big part of it too because yeah. when you those Florida places, that's New Yorkers, that's New Yorkers who are going there on those for uh, for a lot. You look because they've got on this list, they've got the the top origin oh, city okay. for all of these. So people are moving to Tampa, New York City. People are moving to Orlando, New York City. People are moving to Sarasota, New York City. People are moving to um, you know San, Sacramento from San Francisco. People are moving to Phoenix from Seattle. Oh, people moving to Miami from New York. People in Houston from New York. So it's mostly so, kind of like whatever region or coast they're on. They're just moving. Yeah, south. they're moving south essentially. And again, a lot of not, that is home prices. But you're not getting a lot of like New York to Phoenix. Yes, uh, Seattle to Sarasota. Yeah, the, she went down this list too. The cities people are leaving most: San Francisco, New York, Los Angeles, D.C., Chicago, and then Boston, Seattle, Hartford, Denver. And the top Denver na- d- destination from Denver, this is weird, top destination from Denver is Chicago. Isn't that interesting? Oh, Denver to Chicago. Yeah, and then Detroit, by the way, is number 
number 10 as well. So regardless, I'm glad not to be in any of those major cities, to be honest. Any of the ones that I left at that point. I'd prefer to try my life in a medium-sized town. Uh, Okay, iPhone owners, a note to be aware of. This this is a dumb, stupid little thing. I admit it, okay? I get it. And I understand not everybody has iPhones, but I know a lot of our listeners do, probably half or so, maybe more. They're coming out with a new iOS. It always often happens in the fall, right? And it changes some things you're used to on your phone. Mm-hmm. This may be the granddaddy of them all, though, in terms of what changes. And it's tiny, but the little button, after you're done talking... And you just reflexively, boop, you just take your thumb after you're talking and hit the red hang up button to end your conversation. You're going to have to retrain your muscle memory completely this fall. The location of the iPhone's red end call button is set to slightly move with the upcoming iOS 17 updates. So be wary of your thumb's muscle memory. As iPhone users know, the end button currently sits prominently away from other call options in a center position towards the bottom of the screen. But with iOS 17, which officially launches this fall, the red icon will move to the right and other features will move down to join it. Images from iOS 17 beta versions shared by multiple news outlets this week show the small but potentially frustrating change. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. Oh, man. We'll, we'll have to see, just because with having an iPhone, you know, I, fa- I FaceTime just about as much as I, I call at all, just because it'll be, it'll be with my daughter and my wife, and we'll, we'll call the grandparents and stuff. I'm used to that that red X to end the call. It's already in the top right, so it's in a different place anyway. Hmm. I don't know. I don't ever FaceTime, so you I, you don't have grandkids yet. Uh, no, you don't either. I, I don't think. Well, or or <laughs> your kids are also old enough that you're not trying to FaceTime. Yeah, nobody wants to see them anymore. It's <laughs> a good point. You, you, you're going to college. Oh, teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just pass on actually seeing them. Um, (laughs) Bad news for the U.S. economy. The Lionel Taylor Swift concert in the United States leg of the Eras Tour just happened. And, yeah, we're all going to start struggling now, I think. Taylor Swift's U.S. leg of her Eras Tour wraps up in Los Angeles, accomplishing several milestones. Next stop, Mexico, and the beginning of her international run. Along the way, the tour generated millions in revenue and was credited with boosting the country's economy. To thank her staff, she gave them all millions of dollars in bonuses and handed the truckers a hundred grand each. The tour kicked off with a disastrous turn from Ticketmaster after its system crashed. When it returned, it set a new sales record. And when she raps, she will make history with the highest grossing concert tour of all time, earning over $1 billion in sales. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Time for the U.S. economy to tank. Yep. Taylor Swift it's, was all that was listen. holding it up. If uh, Biden wants to make a last push to being reelected, he needs to get on the the red phone right now, the other red phone, the one that goes directly to Taylor Swift, and say, Taylor, we're going to need you to cancel the international tour and do another another leg all here in the United States. We need another economic stimulus right here. Bidenomics are out. Swiftenomics are in. Yes, yes. And get those mortgage rates down, 
Right. It, it's concerts, it's hotels, and it's friendship right. bracelets. We and that's to, what's holding America, America together. We need you to start going through the smaller sized. We want you to try this in a medium sized yeah, town, essentially. Yeah, that's what we want is you what, to do. That's what we want you to do. You've done all the big cities, the big stadiums. So, you it's, know. It's time to start hitting the, the Lincolns right. and, the, and the Cedar Rapids. Yeah. I mean, hey, forget it. It's time to start hitting the Hastings of the world. But you, make okay, a stop fine. in Carbondale. <laughs> That'd be good. You know, if there's a civic center you haven't been to, it's time to book it. If there's an Elks Club you haven't been to, we'd like you to get out there. It'd be it'd be nice. It's you're an American, right? You care about this country. Can we get them can can we get her to play at Haymarket? Like like we we already know the salt dog, they change the swift dogs, but can they do that and then she perform? Right. That'd be that'd be good. That'd be good. It would help obviously it would help everyone. Maria, make it happen. Yeah. Last but not least, put a smile on your face here at the end of the show. Um, or at least the end of the first hour. Yeah, it's not the show. Jeez. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this, I don't have the video. You're going to have to look the video up yourself, but I can still get you a sense of what's happening on this. A new viral video going around where an 11-month-old child that's been legally blind um, gets some glasses with some technology that allows this child to see, really see, for the first time, and oh, I the, love reaction, these videos. the reaction is incredible. Jeremy Zagoda of Buffalo, New York, taking to TikTok to share a video of his 11-month-old son, Theo, seeing his family clearly for the first time, putting on a pair of glasses. <laughs> the toddler who is legally blind all smiles. His father explaining in the caption, to tell you that we waited anxiously for the call that his glasses were in is an understatement. Adding, we are so excited for our little man to be rocking his glasses for years to come. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Isn't, it, isn't that I something? I love this video. Have you seen, are you just seeing it now I, for I the just first time? It, I just pulled it up. You see immediate joy on the face for a kid. And like, you know what it's like when you, when you see a, a, a little, little kid that maybe they just learned to walk. That's about, that's 11 months right. old. When you see immediate joy on their face and, and to think about it from the fact that that lo- that little boy loves loves his parents, right? But now can visibly see them. Isn't it interesting though? But they've never seen anything. You know, they've never. They That's don't just know, what their world is. They don't know that that is. It's interesting because they don't actually know that that's something to be happy about, right? Yeah. But it it makes them react like that. Yeah, they, they they didn't know that was a thing, but then all of a sudden it's yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. There you are. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to see you now too. All right, six for six we need to take a break. We're gonna to talk to the Capital Humane Society right before the top of the hour, so stick around. It's L N K today with Jack and Friends on K L I N. Hear the Huskers home and away. Now streaming live on the K L I N app and at KLIN.com. I near ninety. <laughs> It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, it's time to check in with our friends of the Capital Humane Society. We encourage you to uh, adopt from them. And uh, to encourage that, we tell you about some of the uh, the pets that are available right now for adoption. Matt Metcharo joins us right now from the Capital Humane Society. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? I am, I'm good. All right, lay it on us. What do we have in stock this week? So first off, we have Millie. So Millie's about eight months old, and she's a blue healer, spade female. She's blue merle in color, and then she's got some tan as well, and she weighs about 35 pounds. She came in as a lost dog, and unfortunately nobody came looking for her, but very sweet pup, very active pup. 
she's a little shy in new situations, but she's looking for that home that can kind of help her build build that confidence and plenty of daily walks and playtime. All right, what else we got? And then we have Young Gravy. So Young Gravy <laughs> is about two years old, and he's a domestic short-haired neutered male. Solid black in color, and he's got some big green eyes that really stand out to you. But he was surrendered back in uh, April uh, with his buddies, uh, uh, Little Nos X and SZA. <laughs> and so uh, all three of them have been with us since April, and you know that's about three and a half months ago. So yeah. they've been looking for homes for quite some time, but they are all living in a colony room together, uh, do well with other cats. So if you got other cats at home, uh, all three of them would probably do well with uh, their cats. All right. If people want to adopt, uh, what would you tell them? What do they need to do? So come out to the Pylock Pet Adoption Center. We're out at 70th and Nebraska Parkway. We're open today and tomorrow from 1130 to 7 each day. And then this weekend from 12 to 5. So you're welcome to come in anytime that the building's open. All right. Thank you, Matt. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. There you go. It is 7 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I'm Chris Lofgren. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499 KLIN. All right, it's 710 on your Thursday morning, and we've got some hot tickets to give away. High demand in the capital city. To Hamilton, Sunday night. If you want to go see it again, but we are uh, we're looking for people who have some some knowledge. I mean, you don't need to be a huge theater buff to know these things. No, but... it's Bill Stefan level or nothing. <laughs> no, you don't need to be that. But we're uh, <laughs> we're seeing if you know a little bit of your musical theater, so you can. We want to find somebody who particularly appreciates what's going on. Uh, and so Hamilton did get the Tony Award for best musical. In, uh, but what year did that come out? Like 2014, something like that. I believe that's the year that it came out. I don't have it in front of me right now. I guess I can look it up very easily. In, but in, in 2016, 2016 is when it got the uh, 2016, it got the Tony. So we've got we've got the list of all of the musicals that have gotten the musical of the year Tony. It's like the equivalent of the best picture for an Oscar, uh, and we have thought of one of them. Okay, this award goes back to. 1949, yes. Okay. 1949, all the way up through 2023. Uh, well, for the 2022 season. So, uh, we are thinking of one of them. All you need to do is ask us a yes/no question. Try and narrow it down. By the way, this is a musical. I picked one. 
you, you know you know this musical. You have heard of this musical unless you're like unless you're like seven, right? You know of this musical. I'm gonna I'm gonna pro- what you don't believe you don't think that's fair? Yeah, I think seven year olds would have known this. Maybe seven year olds do too. <laughs> All right, four oh two four seven nine. So once somebody uh when somebody plays, that'll open up a line. You can keep trying to get in. It might take a few callers here, but we will see. All right. What musical that won Tony, the Tony for musical of the year, are we thinking of? All right. Craig is first on this one. Good morning, Craig. How are you doing? Oh, doing fine. All right. Uh, so first job is kind of narrow it down with a yes-no question. So how do you want to do that? Oh, let's go. Uh, I mean, my musical knowledge on this stuff is pretty low. I'm glad you got the bar low. Let's go with, um, is it a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical? Is it a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical? I want to make 100%. Um, no, it is not. Okay. Um, I'm not going to narrow it down with a guess now. We'll listen and try. And how All about right. That? All right. Good luck. Good luck. All right. No answer is incorrect. Here's the thing. Very first question, both of us went, ah, oh, crap. I know. Like, seriously, yeah. But... <laughs> I, I'm not enough of an aficionado to know that that for sure. Uh, I know who they are. I just don't right. know for sure which musicals uh, they were in and were not in on. All right. Charlie's next. Uh, Charlie, you get a yes, no question. What do you want to ask us about the musical that we are thinking of? Okay. Uh, is the... Title of the musical have anything to do with animals? Does the ooh, interesting question? No. no, it does not. Oh, well, there goes mine. <laughs> uh, you want to throw? Yeah, you want to throw another guess out there or not? You're just gonna let it go. Uh, I'll call back. All right, I'll call back. He's gonna think a little bit. Four hundred two. It opens two lines for you. All right, we've no one who's ventured to guess yet, just by throwing out the name of a musical. Just, the, just name a musical just at this point. Think of a musical and say the name. And I mean, you got you got a shot at it. So we know that there are no animal. This is not where I expected the the questions to go, but so be it. You know, whatever strategy that you want to take. There is not an animal name that is involved in the title, and is not a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical. It won Tony for best musical of the year, and it's something I promise you have heard of promise you have heard of all right uh looks like matt is next is that right yeah matt good morning how are you doing today good hey uh i got a question was this musical a movie as well yes okay let's go with lame is a rob is it lame is a rob Oh! Here's the thing. Had had Jack suggested we do that one, I would have talked him out of it. Why is that? Because of how much you reference that movie. <laughs> I talk about it a lot. The musical. I've never seen the movie. I've never yeah, seen just the how music. much you yes, reference it. I overall. reference it a lot, though. All right, back to the phones. All right, so now we know. Now we know that not Rodgers and Hammerstein, uh, not referencing an animal in the title. And it was made into a movie, which a lot of these were. But again, I bet I bet if you're a certain age, you've seen the movie too. Ooh, I kind of gave a little something away ooh, there. Ooh, that was a little ooh. much, wasn't it? All right, Brad. Well, you could mean different things. Brad, uh, you got the next question here, narrowing down the Tony a winner for best musical that we are thinking of. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off of Matt's question. Is the movie adaptation newer than the year 2000? No. All right, I'm going to guess. Annie. Is it Annie? 
It is Annie! Oh my gosh! Man! <laughs> you got it! You got it! That is, I mean, listen, good job there narrowing it down. I'm just going to tell you, there were several of them it still could have been, right? You, you, yeah. got, you did, I mean, Cats, it still could have been at that point. Phantom of the Opera has <laughs> been a movie. Uh, my goodness, there are several of them that said Rent, Titanic. Jeez, there could have been a bunch of them. Now, there was an Annie that was rolled out on TV in 2014, or on a that's, movie on 2014. You know what? That's but, true, but, but the, the original. But the one anyone would think of is pre-2000. The original. Anyway. I yes. can't, there's no way I can say both, right? Here you go. Kind of. The original. <laughs> that's a good point, because my daughter watched the crap out of that movie. But nonetheless, nonetheless, Brad, you are our winner. This always happens where we get some kind of technicality on this game. Hey, he got it right, though. It's like, our game. Like... Yep, Brad won. <laughs> Brad, what? Brad, you're going, to the, you're going to the musical on Sunday night. It's a hot ticket. You're going to love the show. Sweet. All right. Thanks, guys. Hang tight. All right. Yeah. There it is. Brad is going to Hamilton. That's a good point. Why does something like that always happen? Well, let's see. We've had all the, these famous ones where it was like it's a question that's on the line. Remember when the when we were doing candies and someone said it was Whoppers that we were thinking of and someone said malt balls or something like that? And I didn't give it. And then there was one last week, too. I can't remember what that was exactly either. But no. Annie. It's Annie. Among other. By the way, so if you want to go through these lists here, Annie was in 1977. And the reason I was so quick on the movie, I, I should have remembered this because, again, my daughter loved that new version of Annie that had Jamie Foxx yeah. in it. Right. Watch the crap out of that. But the original Annie movie was in 1980, I don't know what, Telly Savalas was Daddy Warbucks in it. I saw it in the theater. That was, that's probably one of the first movies I've ever, I ever saw in the theater was the, the movie version of, of Annie. And it was, uh, boy, was the, on the movie of it, Miss Hannigan, was that Carol Burnett? I want to say it might've been. Uh, but yeah, Annie. So some other ones. If you're if you're wondering about this list now, the other ones that you might have been considering here. Uh, if you go back, like if you go way back, you've got the obvious ones, right? You've got a run here starting in 1950. You got South Pacific. You got Guys and Dolls. You got uh, The King and I. Uh, you've got Pajama Games. Pajama Game. That was not that famous, but we did it in high school, so I know it. Damn Yankees. We did Damn Yankees in high school. Which I saw on Broadway with Jerry Lewis oh in it. Oh, my God. Um, uh, my Fair Lady. To go through that. A Music Man is 1958. I watched my cousin star in The Music Man at Fremont in high school. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Then you've got, uh, then you got in the 60s, you got Sound of Music, Bye Bye Birdie, uh, Hello Dolly, Man of La Mancha, To Dream. I could have done a little <laughs> selection from each of these. Fiddler on the Roof, Transition. Sunrise, Sunset. And then in the 70s, you had, among others, The Wiz, A Chorus Line, Annie, Ain't Miss Baby. 70s were kind of weak. Yeah. Applause. I don't know much about that. Com- uh, you, got, you got Sweeney Todd company, at the end Sweeney there. Todd. You got, but the first 70 is Applause. 71 is Company. 72 is Gentleman of Verona. 73 is A Little Night Music. That's Stephen Sondheim. 74 is Raisin. I'll be honest, I have no idea what that is. 75 is The Wiz. Come on, on ease on down, ease on down the road. Uh, 76 is A Chorus Line. 77 is Annie. You're as born. Ain't Misbehaving. And then Sweeney Todd. And then you get to the 80s. Well, and, and one of them that didn't win in the 70s was Grease. Oh, the Grease musical? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and then 80s, Evita was first in 1980. Also have Cats, ugh, 42nd Street, <laughs> Big River, Les Mis, Phantom of the Opera. Les Mis, Phantom of the Opera went back-to-back, 87, 88. That's a, that's a big Broadway was hopping then. And then you get I really in, like Big River too. Big River, that's the uh, Huck Finn story, right? Tom Sawyer. Yeah, uh, I, I saw when I was in high school. We made a trip over here and we saw Nebraska Wesleyan put on Big River. Oh, really? I could sing some of the songs from that one too, if you wanted me to, but you probably don't. <laughs> the '90s, you had Will Rogers' Follies, Crazy for You. Eh. Rent was '96. Titanic. I didn't even realize Titanic was a musical. 97 is the same year of the movie. Lion King in 98, which is the all-time number one grossing musical, which I've also seen on Broadway. Not to brag. <laughs> 2000s, The Producers, Hairs- yes. Hairspray, Avenue Q, Jersey Boys, In the Heights. Just made a movie of that. It's a good movie. Sp- you skipped over Spam a lot. Oh, did I? Spam a lot and Billy Elliot. And then in the 20... Uh, that's the 2000s. Then the 2010s, Book of Mormon, uh, Kinky Boots, uh, Hamilton, uh, Dear and Evan Hansen, and then a couple I don't know anything about, Moulin Rouge in 2020, and then stuff that, if you're unless you're into the theater, you probably don't know, A Strange Loop and Kimberly Akimbo was the most recent one. Do not know those. Do not know those. So that is your... Tour through musical scene. Yeah, I've seen on on Broadway. I've seen Les Mis. I've seen Damn Yankees. I've seen The Lion King on Broadway. Wow. And now I've seen Hamilton off Broadway. I've, I've Le- never seen anything on Broadway. I saw I've Le- only seen off Broadway. Les Mis off Broadway. Um, you know what didn't win on here? Uh, M- Mama Mia didn't win. I wonder what year that was. That must have twenty ten. American Idiot didn't win. I've seen that one. Of uh, that one, I've seen at the Lead Center. Yeah, all I mean, everything, Wh- everything I've, I've that seen I Wicked, it didn't that that didn't win. That was the same. That year didn't as Avenue win Q. either. Avenue Q won that year. Wow, we're going back and we're doing some reverse engineering on some of the decisions by the Tony <laughs> Committee, aren't we? Here at this, it, point. it's like looking back at the the AP and the coaches poll, uh, and yeah. going who should have been national champion. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, isn't Avenue Q the one with the the puppets? Yeah, that's right. I will give it that. It, it's an entertaining musical yeah. for the stuff I've seen on it. Wickedly talented. Wickedly talented. Adele Dazeen. <laughs> Thank you, John Travolta. You're a favorite. <laughs> uh, the show is great. Yeah, the, the the show is really good, and I'm super excited Les Mis is going to come. i got to go to Les Mis again this year. It's been, man, I bet it was 20 years ago it came to the Lead Center that I went, and that was that was quite an experience to, to go to that one. I can't believe Honestly, you go to musicals, Caleb, and of all of the fine arts stuff that they that performances, the shows, the things that happen, I least can understand or believe that they pull them off the way that they do. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd agree with that. Especially Hamilton, just the sheer memorization alone, and with with Hamilton, so much of it is in an exact cadence with the beat, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you if you screw up one word and sort of change it to that, you can improvise a little in some live drama settings in Hamilton. That doesn't work because it's rhythm and rhyme. The entire, well, the entire, it's music that game. plus the choreography on the stage. Yeah, that's the where, other thing. where you have to be at all times for, for the scene to look correct. And then they start going in reverse. 
It's and then they start replaying stuff over, and it's like, well, how did you get from here? To, like, I, what was that's one of the things that I did enjoy about watching Hamilton on Disney Plus a number of times is you you get to watch the choreography over and over and over again and go. There's so much happening in the background that you're not focused on. Yeah, but but then because I I had watched that when you get there in person and there are some things that you really appreciate from having watched it on being able to stream it and then you get in person and you're like okay well I'm, i want to try to pay attention during this scene back here and go it's amazing that that person did it they absolutely nailed yeah. it i that's we we were hoping we might be able to get somebody from the cast on the show and it just didn't end up working out with schedules but that was like the main question i had was like how in the world do you memorize that like the guys who play the guys and gals who play the very main parts how in the heck do they memorize that but, script? And not just the, the the main people that are going to be out there, but I, I had heard from some people that I'd, I'd never heard what happened, but they had to switch out the Hamilton halfway through like the first act of, during one of the shows last week. If you're that guy and you show up and you're like, oh, he's good, and they get halfway through the act, and you're in. <laughs> Your quarterback tears the ACL in the first quarter. Your and that, backup take the visor off. That is a complicated role. And you were just thrown in. And that's not I would say that's more difficult than Chad Haney going in for uh Chad Haney going in for Chad Patrick Haney. Mahomes. Haney. Haney. Caleb's talking about musicals and he can't pronounce football players. Names I'm, right. I'm ruined. What's happened to you? I, I'm ruined. It's all musicals what, for me what now. What has happened to you? In <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> By the way, Hamilton got the most nominations of any single musical in Tony Award history. Uh, Scott Not Molly texted in, said, I'm shocked Beauty and the Beast not on that list. Yeah, that didn't win. I don't know where it is. Uh, I'm going to find it. I'm sure it got nominated, but um, yeah, it did not. 1994, it lost to Passion by Stephen Sondheim. If you have any idea what that is. We could, we could legitimately go through and go, Biggest snubs. Biggest snub. That's what people tune in to the KLIN Morning Show. Historical Tony's snubs. Take that, NPR. 725. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 737 on LNK today with Jack and friends. By the way, coming up about a half hour from right now, we will have the Grow Lincoln team joining us. Robin and Dave are in Today with restaurants on, excuse me, with news on new restaurants, retail, 
businesses, and more. So we'll jump on that at 8.10 and then at 8.35 today. A little bit of a change from the usual uh, at 8.35 on Thursdays. Greg Sharp is uh, out of town for one more week, and so we'll be joined by Dr. Ken Dewey for his monthly visit as we all kind of wonder... Is the cooling trend here during August going to continue throughout the rest of the month? How many more 90s are even on the plate for the rest of this summer? So we'll discuss that with him coming up. Right now, it's time to count it down with your morning drive, brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management, which we will start at number five. Oh, when you're driving down the interstate and you see a vehicle ahead of you that swerves in and out of its lane, then down into the ditch, and then back into the roadway, you might ask, could it be a distracted driver? Well... Governor Jim Pillen on a recent trip out to Kearney, I believe it was out to Kearney, the, saw that very thing, and yesterday he was asked if he'd support a tougher ban on cell phone use while driving. And he said, quote, I think we do have a problem. I think we have to have some serious conversations. Well, quote. And this is something you've been talking about <laughs> since... Uh, since Alexander Graham Bell invented the the the, the iPhone, yeah, <laughs> uh, this the Nebraska state law enforces texting while driving or using phone while driving as a secondary offense, which means you can't be cited for it. You're not going to be cited for it unless you're charged with another violation or offense. In my opinion, that absolutely takes all the teeth out of that law. For sure. And so, Governor Pillen, it's not a hard answer if you want to do that. Get, get it out of being a secondary offense. A second. What is the point? What is the... Your whole idea for this law is to dissuade people to do that, from doing this by putting the concern in their heart that if they are seen doing this by an officer of the law that they could get pulled over for just doing that. But they can't. They can't. In fact, people do it. And by the way, you don't have to go very far in Lincoln until you see people who are not concerned about getting pulled over because of it, because they know they can't. And every, st- every, every time you're driving around town, you're going to see people on their phone in Lincoln and around the state. So one simple change, one simple change, give law enforcement the opportunity if they need to to pull people over for that. I mean, goodness sakes, Mark. I'm getting pulled over because I need a little red tape on my back taillight. Hey, when I feel like that's less dangerous than texting while driving. But when you're a lawbreaker, you're a lawbreaker. Jeez, I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I think my I think my broken plastic on my taillight should be a secondary offense. How do they determine your your texting or you're on your phone though? That's I mean, I, and you've got to go through what the exact law is on that to decide what that is. And it's if if you're I got to read the law again. It's been a while, and they may need to update the language. Caleb is the answer to that because when this when this law was passed, I think things have changed. But it's distracted driving. It's not necessarily just texting. As it's it doesn't say just texting. It's uh, I don't have the statute up in front of me, but. Um, but I would exactly think if you're weaving in and yeah, out of your lane, it. down in the ditch, back up on the... That would be Here it is. classified distracted. Here it is. Uh, no person shall use a handheld wireless communication device to read a written communication, manually type a written communication, or send a written communication while operating a motor vehicle it is in motion. Hmm. They need to clarify that language, I would also well, say. It's, it's just voice to text. 
Right, but when they say they separate a thing that is manually type or send, I mean, I but yeah, I mean, if I'm holding my phone up and and I do this sometimes and I talk into it to send a text, is that illegal? Should that be illegal? I think that's a question. The, the phones have different capabilities than they do now, and frankly, this whole problem should be getting a lot less. Just by virtue of technology, should becoming less and less of an issue, and I hope that still happens as well but if it's legitimately dangerous to do this if we believe that then why is it a secondary offense it what's well, because of how the sausage was made in the legislature that's the answer to the question well i, mean, I, I just want to know, know the answer. for it to be a primary offense to are they are they allowed to take my phone to prove or disprove the offense no, they have oh, to get a warrant, I believe, too. Oh, you want to get into the whole... The I'm, not, whole, I'm not giving them my phone. The whole crim... I'm not saying that they've got to, but if, I mean... Even if you want us to, to have our IDs on our phone, I, I'm not giving my well, phone Well, that would away. happen later at the if you challenge. I mean, if you get the citation and you mm-hmm. challenge it, and then that yeah. becomes an issue in court about what exactly you were doing versus not doing. And I'm not saying they're taking it, but that you could adduce your own evidence in court right. saying, hey, I can show you... Here, I, here's what I was doing at that moment, and it comports with the statute potentially. Well, I, so I that's see, the answer to your I, question. I'm not saying that texting and driving is is not an issue. I see plenty of places where it is an issue. I see people eating in their vehicles as just as big of an L- issue. Liter- literally anything you're doing as a driver that's not driving, and that's fine. I'm not making that point. I'm just saying if we do agree that texting with driving is incredibly dangerous, why would you make it a secondary offense? Let me put it this way. I think we also agree that it, that it's dangerous and you should not be drinking alcohol in the open while driving. Would we ever in our right minds consider making that a secondary offense? Ever? Of a driver with an open container? No, but I, I feel like that's more provable than, oh, it looked like you looked down. All kinds so of... it, it looked like you looked down, so I'm going to pull you over as a primary offense because I think you were texting. I, listen, there's gray area on both of them, but I don't think you decide whether or not to make a law based on how provable it is. There's plenty of there's plenty of criminal statutes out there that have issues with provability, mm-hmm. I think. So I don't think that's why from a, I'm talking about from a policy perspective. Like if I if I get to a red light and I just look down and start I'm just twiddling my thumbs, I'm playing with my ring and there's a police officer there and they see me looking down, they can't see my hands. Am I now getting so, pulled over? So your concern, your concern is that it's just harder. It's harder to prove. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard for law enforcement to determine when to actually do. It's that. harder to prove, and I think there will be unnecessary traffic stops. Whatever. Get it in their tool bag at least. Okay. And 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 if you don't think it's that bad or dangerous, that's fine too. Then let's not. Then keep it that way. But then keep it the way it is, and don't really lean into it. That's fine too. But if we're gonna act like this is this this scourge and safety hazard that and i tend to agree that it is then it feels like if you want people to be dissuaded to do it you've got to have some stinking teeth in the law Mm -hmm. because guess what i'm not even dissuaded to do it why would you be right why why would you be and if that means rewriting the law to some degree so be it to make it more clear Mm -hmm. and i i think that's a fair point yeah it's definitely a fair point could that be an add-on to a digital uh, uh, id driver's license what add what on? Well, if you're going to make a law, I mean, let's get a whole bunch. Let's get good a, point. Just, plus, just a whole digital. We act. know now you can throw several subjects in one law, so right. <laughs> it it all has to do with your with your phone. It all has to do with driving. <laughs> Actually, all all the phone companies have to do is if Seriously. you're in if you're in motion, your phone is rendered 
on operating. Well, depending on your phone. So, like, my phone, because it connects to my car, when I start driving, it actually, rather than even if I pulled up and I looked at my phone where it would unlock by looking at my face, you have to physically type in the code because it goes to driving mode. So it, it already half locks itself from being able to be used. I, I don't know what those of you who have Android are like, but Siri is such garbage on the iPhone, frankly. Do you speak Boy, highly? I, it's it's complete <laughs> crap. It just it does not it hasn't improved in years from for the voice to text stuff, I think. And so if you make that a lot better and a lot easier to use, I think that would also be a benefit as well. So but as Jason said on our show, Apple doesn't really pay that much attention to mm-hmm. it. Number four. Well, recent rains have not helped out the water situation. The wells are almost dry in Waverly. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the mayor says, yeah, it's dire. Uh, 10-11 had this story, and they, they are, are... It's so bad right now that they're requiring that if you water your lawn, you only do it once a week. You do it on Saturday and Sunday. And this isn't like one of those voluntary things. You can get yourself fined if you're actually watering your lawn in Waverly when you should not be at this point. That's how bad it is right now there. And, I mean, luckily, I guess we've been getting a a lot of rain, which would help the lawns. But in theory, Mark, it would help the wells. That's what it was a little surprising to me. I was like, well, yeah, we were in drought situation for the early summer, but it feels like a lot of that should be made up. Apparently, you can't. You just can't make up that deficit very quickly. Is no. that the issue? No, because water uh, percolates through the ground, and when you have extremely dry conditions, a lot of that water never reaches the well aquifer level or whatever uh, water vein that that well is tapped into. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, they so they they need more, but it's uh, yeah. You can they'll turn your water off if you get caught twice watering your lawn. And Outside of the weekend. Then it's 50 bucks to get you it reconnected. Turn it back on, which you're probably going to want to do at some point. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they get they we get some more rain, and that continues to be less of a problem because it's difficult, and I know we got a, a lot of listeners out there in Waverly. So, moving on. Number three. LPS Board of Education met earlier this week, and we're told that they have filled all of their teacher positions for this year. Hey. That is impressive and not something I would have expected. So kudos to everybody that's involved with that process. And I think a lot of this has gone toward recruitment efforts of of new teachers, essentially, and you know, keeping people who are going through university college programs in the areas, getting them here to LPS. You gotta be competitive with pay too. And I recently talked to a teacher. In fact, it's in my Jack Mitchell podcast that's coming out, the new one, which is back in two, in an hour from right now. And I said, what's the single biggest thing you could do to improve teacher retention? It, just in this teacher's opinion. Uh, and I had Jake Bogus on, uh, who teaches over at SCO. And he said, he said, salary. It, it, it More than anything, of course, there are problems out there in the teaching world. And COVID was difficult. And you know, behavior is difficult sometimes and all these other things. There are all these other stresses, but bottom line, he said salary is the best way that you could really lock in people at those positions, which I thought was interesting. And it sounds like LPS is pretty competitive in that area. Yeah, you've got to be, I think, at this point. But you hear these stories at at other districts, not in Nebraska necessarily, but maybe it's happening there, but around the country too, where they've got just people teaching who are, cut people who are 
custodians slash teachers. Um, everybody doing everything to try and get these these teachers there, or or shortages of substitutes. Yeah, um, and that's another thing where you got to pay people to do it too. Well, and, and you have folks that one of the things that you you see in teachers, it's either really young teachers or there's a lot of value in those older teachers that some have just been forced to retire or they just decide they've had enough and they retire. My dad's 57. Yeah. You, you would think that how many teachers do we know that are teaching well into their 60s? Right. As full-time teachers, not even subs. Right. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and and there's there's more to it too. I mean, it's it's got to do with the modern parent too, right? It's got to do Jake and I talked about this in the podcast. It used to be your teacher said you were your the the kid was not pulling his or her weight and the parent the parent right away said the kid they got to go in and apologize to the teacher and figure stuff out and get things busy. Now sometimes it's the other way around and the parent comes in and tells the teacher they got to pull their weight better. And I think that factors into the whole thing as well. Criticisms that are coming from everywhere in the education process constantly and, and that I'm sure factors in as well so anyway glad to see it and thank you to everybody who's about to start their new their new semester their new year at any of the schools around here thank you for doing what you're doing because it's really important number two with school news uh, Standing Bear High opens next week and LPS is looking to add an uh, school resource officer uh, the 8th high school in bringing them in line with the rest of the district. Of course, that's a collaborative and cooperative effort with LPD. Yeah, this is... It'd be interesting to get a little bit of an update on on this because this was a... A few years ago, this was a, a you know an issue about whether to do something like this, have these resource officers. I talked a lot about it at the time because I had actually... When I went to high school, we had a resource officer there and... I have a, obviously a very limited, maybe different experience than other people did, but I thought it was a very good thing uh, at the at the time when I was in school in the 90s, and we weren't even really thinking about things like school shootings then at that point, but there was other stuff that went on where that made a whole lot of sense, and that program started a few years back with LPS, and they've got, they would have, uh, they'll have 14 of them going on this year where it's happening with this interlocal agreement that um, went before the LPS board for the first consideration of this thing. So it has continued. It does have some cost that goes along with it. There have been some critics of the idea saying that it impacts different students in in different ways and, and pot- potentially minority students differently than it does majority students. And so that's a discussion that's going on. But I'd be interested what's the What's the experience of this so far since they started it back up, right? What has been the experience of school administration, of students, of issues within the schools? All of those things. It would be interesting to hear a report on that right now. We have not heard anything negative in general or major uh, legal uh, or criminal activities since the program. It was 2018 that they started it. Yeah. But they said, you know, but there's also the concern it's going to exacerbate this sort of the school-to-prison pipeline as by kind of criminalizing school discipline matters. So I'd be interesting well, too in the five years if that's been a if that's been an issue or looks to become an issue because as a as a parent, I support it. I support and, it. And at, SROs do not get involved in school discipline. 
right under the under the current agreement. Right. They've got to they've got to be clear about some of that stuff as well. So it'll be it will be interesting. It sounds like some of the school board members who were critical in the past are still are now amenable to this more. And so it sounds like yep. I think that's that's an interesting thing too that goes well, along I think with it, all that. It goes to show that the, the program has generally been accepted and valuable. Yeah. And you've got to have people in those positions. you got to have good people in those positions. Right. Let's be honest about and, it, too. And let's, you've got to have really good people. It's not a... That's a very different position. you got to have good resource officers in those positions there's been who are aware of all of the issues. There's been more training uh, specifically yes, targeted. that's got to be there, too. too. Number one. Oscar football released its first batch of single-digit jersey numbers yesterday. Four players got their choices. So this is a new thing Matt Rule is doing, Caleb, where it's kind of an honor now. They started fall camp with no one having single-digit numbers, so that would be, now that you can wear zero as a number, that's ten players from, from, or ten numbers from zero to nine. And it sounds like we're learning about this process now in that throughout camp they'll have votes Mm -hmm. to basically have the, the rest of the team decide who deserves these numbers. Yep, so this becomes its own new tradition, and now, Nebraska fans enjoy the tradition of who's getting certain jerseys. We think about the black shirts. But for these single digits now, it's its own honor within the team that if, if you're a quarterback and you want a single-digit number, if you're a, a running back, if you're a linebacker, those are those are typically your positions that you might want have some of those guys that want some of the some of the single-digit numbers. So the four that they got, you've got wideout Billy Kemp, safety Isaac Gifford. Uh, Kemp is number one. Gifford, number two, Luke Reimer, number four, and then QB, Jeff Sims, number seven. So there are a bunch of numbers still to go, but it's voted on by your teammates, and it's the toughest players, and they define toughest by those that best exemplify what it means to be a Husker, both on the field, off the field, and everything that that goes with it. Matt Rule said he'd done this before with some of his other programs. Now bringing it here, I really like it. The question just becomes, who else is getting them? I, yeah. I, I would have thought Miles Farmer was going to be in line to probably get one. He's not on the team. Yeah, now so. now he's not not even on the team. Right. I got to think Gabe Irvin. So, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I N- just Nick have Henrich? no idea. Uh, yeah, Henrich seems like probably the first one that I would think of. But, Mike, I have a couple questions. Uh, number one, what happens if an offensive lineman gets voted? Because is an offensive lineman really going to wear three on the offensive <laughs> yeah, line? There, there, there are some numbers uh, that you just can't wear in actually, certain positions. I don't even think they can. I don't actually. I don't even. They know have if you to have certain numbers. Yeah. By rule, for they've loosened up some of that, and they've loosened it up in the NFL. But I'm not sure that you can wear a single digit. Do they get the an honorary line. single digit number? Then? That's what I want. Like say, say Newili gets it. Right. And it's like okay, well Newili gets five, so no offensive player can have five. Right. Well, you see Ethan Piper getting it, I think, even or, yeah. or something like that. So that's question number one. Uh, concern number two that I have is we already had to change Twitter to X and Highway 2 to Nebraska Parkway. And now I have to remember that Luke Reimer is number four instead of number 28. That yes. is, that is. You got to pull gonna, up a new roster every year anyway. It's going to take me half a year. All of these num- number changes confuse me as a, <laughs> as a man of my age. What else confuses you? I can't. You? But I knew it was going to happen because Ramir Johnson and Sims were both wearing 14. And that was never going to work. That's illegal. I still think of number one as Wandale. I still think of it as Mike Grant. Okay. All right, 756. <laughs> we'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Cue the Huskers, home and away. Welcome to KLIN. Now streaming live on your Amazon device and at KLIN.com. I will now connect you to the live stream. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. Final hour of LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN, 65 degrees in the capital city on your Thursday morning. Don't forget, speaking of weather, Dr. Ken Dewey joins us 25 minutes from right now. We find out... Is summer gone? Is summer gone? Is summer on the verge of being gone? Is pumpkin spice season coming early this year? We'll find out with Dr. Nobody Dewey. has talked about pumpkin spice more than you. Uh, if, if pumpkin spice is early, it's because of you. Uh, it's it, First of all, in a few weeks, it's going to be everywhere. So I guess you could just call me a prophet if you want to. Um, but it's a question that needs to be asked right now, without a doubt. Pre-pumpkinization. It's, li- listen, Stop it. The other day, it was like cloudy and 63 out in the middle of the day. What do you expect people to drink in that situation? I'm not pulling out a Corona there. No, no. That's one thing and one thing only. <laughs> it's a pumpkin spice latte. It's the only thing that'll work for the body in that situation, in that temperature. All right. Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers are here with the Girl Lincoln team. Robin, good morning. How are you doing good today? Good morning. All right. And good morning, Dave. How are you doing today? Wow. Heated. Uh, I don't know. I was just surprised. I was just, uh, yeah, the blowback that I'm getting for being the pumpkin spice prophet is a little strong over there right now. Uh, Speaking of tension. Hey, I want to find out from Dewey, and I think you talked about this, where we're at drought-wise. That's my... That's my curiosity. uh, Nobody wants to talk about that. Because we were told well, how I do. serious. So that's not quite accurate. No, nobody wants. To, <laughs> no, we were told this is serious and we need to conserve water, and we started doing it, and then ugh, all this rain came. Right? Are they? Uh, yeah, you know, that's what I think. I think we're still technically under the voluntary restrictions. Oh, it never got lifted. No, in Lincoln. So Monday, you're not. Were you on city council in 2012 when uh, they had the crazy? Okay. I was, I was gone by then. You were already gone by then? Jeez, that was 11 years ago. That was a <laughs> long time ago. I was gone ago. by 09. Holy yeah. cow. <laughs> Boy, That's I thought we started our show right after. Yeah. Man, I thought your reign lasted a lot longer than that, actually. <laughs> it uh. went on. It did feel like it went on forever. <laughs> I will tell you. Uh, no, well, and we were talking about earlier in the show that Waverly's got such little water in their right. wells at this point that they're in. They're having some serious issues we right now. We do need to so. share with them. Yes. yes. All right, let's uh, jump in to the news. And this one, 
You know, some of the business news we make kind of stays on the business pages, but this story has really gotten out there because it's put some people in a bind for weddings. Tip-top tux, evidently, because of some kind of a corporate edict, has closed all of their stores at yes. this point, and it has put people in a mess, from what I can tell. Yeah, it's it's quite a problem, particularly for the people who are having uh, weddings yes. uh, coming up uh, real soon. Happened that uh, my uh, daughter and her fiance are going to be getting married, but not, we don't have anything to do with Tip Top Tux in that particular situation. Oh, it yeah. It was a different store that went we, broke? No, nobody else went broke. So, but to your point, uh, they have uh, several different brands mm-hmm. of retail outlets, uh, the corporate. Uh, entity that owns tip top tux right and all over the country they're having uh they're, they're having closures yes and it's a mess and for people who don't know there's two tip top tuxes and lincoln one's at about 48th and normal and then there's another one at 29th and pine lake and evidently their employees got a message in the middle of the night telling them that they were going to be laid off and that's brutal. So that's, they, that, that's inexcusable. Yeah, that's uh, it, it reportedly employees received an email at 2 a.m. Monday telling them they were laid off and basically not to uh, not to show up at that point. So they slap a sign on the door that's and just, they're like, hey, we're not open. If you're returning your tux, just keep it. Right. <laughs> that's a, I, I actually took a picture of uh, of the uh, sign on the door at 48th right. and normal. Right. Um, and so like channel eight has this story of this family in Syracuse, they paid for all the grooms, tuxes, the grooms, the groomsmen, tuxes, 11 tuxedos, $3,200 all paid for all completely fitted, all good to go to be picked up this week for the wedding this weekend and got to the store and you can't do anything. I'm going to go, I'm going to go into business selling wedding insurance. That's actually a good idea. You know, I yeah. mean, these places are so sleazy. I'm sure that exists. I'll hand it to David's Bridal. When they went out of business, they put signs up weeks, if not months in advance. The brides were upset, but everyone knew about it. They had a clearance sale. Why can't you conduct the death of your business with a little more dignity? Wow. And so the like these people of the Channel 8 story said... They didn't know what to do. Wedding's coming up. $3,200 worth of tuxes that they don't have and they don't. They think they won't be able to get. They're not picking up phones at corporate. They're not picking up phones anywhere. And so post on Facebook, a company from Omaha gets wind of it. They take over their order and they basically are taking care of everything. You still have the 3200 bucks though, that you're out right, right. now from... From this company, from what the does, tip-top tuck company. What did company. taking care mean? Meaning that get did, everyone fitted quickly. They, get but everyone. did they charge the money? Yeah, I'm sure they did. Yeah, yeah I don't... They, I mean, they weren't in they doing just, it for charity. They, they just they, measured, it, they measured were, them fast. They were saying, we'll make sure you get your tuxes on time, I yeah. think was the, was the idea. But yeah, I don't think they were doing it for free. So yeah, I didn't mean to imply otherwise on that. But yeah, it's... And, and so they've got to go through the, their bank and... Fraud and I don't know lawsuit. Who knows exactly well, how you get your money in that situation if if they never are giving it to them? You know the process that's going uh, yeah. to take. Well, and it's, if they're in bankruptcy, what's going to join the list happening. of debtors, right? Right, and you're unsecured. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good luck. All right. So anyway, uh, tough story there for for some of the people. So hopefully everybody gets their stuff together for their weddings and find someone's someone else did their formal wear. 
uh, are, and and then by the way, you got a weird situation where you probably have some people who have a brand new tux uh, that they got rental price to keep. Yeah, <laughs> that they're going to be able to keep in their closet. <laughs> True, and wear all the time. True. So. All right, uh, let's get to some other, hopefully, somewhat happier news on on this one. Fourteenth uh, and Old Cheney Road. What do we have going on here? Uh, we got a press release from Melanie Rizak. She is with Creative Collabs. Um, she contacted us on Facebook and said. Um, she has opened Lincoln's first collective storefront that is open 24 seven. Really? Once inside, you'll be able to shop over 15 women owned small businesses. We have a variety of vendors from clothing and jewelry to candles, soaps and baked goodies. Each vendor has their own payment instructions posted and are paid directly. So it's kind of a mini mall, kind of like, uh, sort of reminds me of Sutter Place Mall. Right. Um, you know, but it's 24 7, so it's obviously not staffed all of the time. Not every so, not every little vendor would be. It's kind of like an antique mall that's open twenty four seven. But it's got like a kiosk but, or something. I have not, that, I have, that, yeah. that I'm interested in how that works exactly. Yeah, I we went to something somewhat like that in Kansas City down at the down at the you know the plaza, and it was all these different individual Kansas City vendors. But I'm thinking they had a central cash register system. Yeah, I, would, I would think so. Twenty four. I mean, listen, no judgment if it like you know, three in the morning you need a bath bomb immediately and <laughs> you need to get down there. I'm just curious how exactly that transaction works at you three know, in the morning. When I hear twenty four seven, though, I think about healthcare workers, many of whom are female and. Have, Probably, if they work night, never have any options. Sure. Maybe there's a niche there. Hey, got to get a pumpkin spice candle. You got to get a pumpkin spice candle yeah. when it's cloudy. Even out if like you this. work third shift. Yeah. All right. Maybe we'll find out more about how that works. But sounds like a cool deal there uh, together of uh, some small owned local businesses that are owned by women. Uh, all right. Latest on the Golden Corral RIP on North 27th Street. Yes. The uh, chocolate fountain is no longer running. Sorry. And has not been for a while. <laughs> we got confirmation from the listing agent after reports of a bulldozer on site. Uh oh. The site has been sold to Panda Express. They are building their store on the south end of the property and will have a 0.8 acre parcel to the north available for ground lease sites uh, will cross, uh, oh, I cross got parking easements. So probably another drive through type probably. restaurant situation probably. there. That was a large building. And of course, the big trend in the last decade has been the, the death of very, very large restaurant buildings. Yeah. yeah. Um, not uncommon these days to see them being torn down and turned into drive-throughs. You know, much smaller footprints. Well, that Panda Express that they've got out there at Fourteenth and Pine Lake is a very—it's a pretty small building. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I'm trying to think where else they've they've got those. They're as in Gateway, well. but it's not a Gateway. That's drive, what it, yeah, it's, it's not, not a, a drive-through. Not a drive-through, and then downtown as well. There's right. the downtown one. So they're they've been they're growing in Lincoln pretty significantly. Yeah, having a drive-through is becoming very relevant to the to the restaurant industry. And you know, people go, "Well, Dave, it's always been that way." Yes, but there have been traditional sit-down restaurants. Yeah. Uh but it's just more and more uh we're looking at those drive-throughs. 
the Golden Corral. What a run. What a run. I know it's it's late on this. We talked about this a while ago, but what a run it had in Lincoln, Nebraska. There are still existing ones in Omaha, though. It just seems like the more the, you know, I mean, our our planning process tries to discourage drive-throughs. Um, they put a lot of regulations on them, make them expensive. They they do tend to tie up traffic in the big street out, you know, so the as much as the city or government, you know, cities in general have tried to disincentivize it, we're just going the other direction. The market yeah. will not uh, listen. It's, refuses yeah. to conform. And again, I don't know how much of that is due or a result of COVID, but I oh, know I think a, a lot. But part it's changed that industry to some degree. And people were obviously going through drive-throughs before that very significantly, but it's at a, it's at another level now. I read some. We had something on the show last week that was interesting. In some urban areas, places like Chick Fil A are now by building restaurants that essentially have a drive-through that goes they build the kitchen up higher two stories two story <laughs> yeah. so the drive-through so they have just area on a smaller footprint where the drive-through kind of goes through the middle of the Do thing. they drop it and they down send the shoot. food down yeah like a, i guess they have like to. a bank yeah like a like the little capsule that you have in the bank or the pharmacy so uh that's an interesting trend as well none of those in lincoln yet but maybe they're coming later 2755 Jamie Lane. Hey, I'm familiar with this area. We announced this so many months ago, I had forgotten about it. Um, Kung Fu Tea and TKK Fried Chicken are finally open. This is a parent company that has both bubble tea and fried chicken stores. And they have co-located the two stores inside one space. Okay. Yeah, I do remember you ta- talking about this. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, it's a, and this is a chain. It's based out of Queens, New York City. Um, the the bubble tea thing is classic tea. Bubble teas, um, even oh gosh, they had like espresso drinks and things like that. the the bubble The teas are brewed with real tea leaves. Um, and then there's the fried chicken right. division. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> fried chicken division. Yeah. <laughs> I, You've um, been promoted to the fried chicken division. <laughs> I, I went there for lunch and had some tea and a piece of chicken. And they had, they had some little sauces like you would find in the grocery store. Some of those, you know, barbecue sauces that you would pick up in a bottle in the grocery store, but they were put in little, little cups with the. Sure. I'm fascinated by this place. This is Yeah, because, you know, you can't. This is, by the way, Wilderness Ridge area, right? 27th. This is across the street from Walmart on yeah. South 27th yeah, Street. Right. Yeah. But not too far so from the, there. So that area. That yep. would be over there. All right. It's an interesting combo of stuff. The staff, by the way, are called Kung Fu Masters. Okay. I'm not going to call anyone that. Because, you know. (laughs) For multiple reasons. Got to make employees feel powerful. (laughs) Not sure if that's going to be the end result of that. But anyway, okay. uh, 48th and Vine. Let's go over to uh, middle of Lincoln. Yes, Grasshopper. Fort Eighth and Vine, Kelly's Carpet and Furniture has closed, and uh, there's some work going on there. Talk to one of the uh, workmen on site, and they say it's going to be a fitness center. Uh, we don't know at this time exactly which hmm. fitness center, but... Uh, I saw a name mentioned online, but I yeah. haven't confirmed it yet, but it does Like appear. a national chain type it thing? It sounded like it, yeah, yeah. Something with the name Crunch in it. Uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> 
I'll pass then. Uh, anyway, uh, all right. Now, question from Scott or a comment from Scott on uh, on Facebook. Uh, car wash news, potentially. Yes. <laughs> we're, yes. We're not done. Scott Hayden announced on Facebook. Don't know if you've mentioned this yet, but there's a sign at North 85th and Market Drive. Um, so, Dave, this would be near Lexington Holdridge. I'm looking it up. It's it's further north than that. Adams. Yeah, it's by the Walmart. It's by the Walmart Walmart, over there, right? Yeah, it's it's north of Adams. North of Adams. Okay, so basically that Murphy Express gas station is right over there, right? Yeah, correct. Um, This is Tommy's Express Car Wash. Currently, some dirt being moved. Let the premium car wash wars continue, said he. (laughs) Hey, that's an area that's uh, you can be the first. First car wash when you get in town off the interstate for people to see there. And again, you know, our municipal planners want so much to have, you know, have us all ride the buses and use <laughs> mass transportation. But I'm sorry, the market is not listening. <laughs> not at all. And I think, too, with the EV, the EV vehicles yeah. coming, I just cannot see us doing anything but remaining a car-centric society as EV becomes more popular which by the way um jack we've been tracking how many people in lincoln have these vehicles gonna talk about that on our show saturday we we're or we're um counting and watching the number that'll be interesting to hear about and uh also going to talk about a little restaurant design too Uh, i understand Corey hart from nebraska prep equipment will be talking about trends and restaurant can ask him about the overhead kitchen ask him if that's coming they might know all right hey rob and dave always appreciate it we'll talk to you next week all right have a great week. There you go. Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers. Hit them, Girl Lincoln, Facebook, Twitter, if you have any questions for them about what's going up in your neighborhood. Take a break. Caleb's got sports next on KLIN. The biggest headlines and the facts behind them. Make me feel a little bit more intelligent. KLIN, Lincoln. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it has been, it's been a unique summer weather-wise, and I guess you can say that about every summer, but sort of the hills and valleys and the oceans and deserts, so to speak, of this summer have just been particularly different than the ones that I remember in the past. And now we've gotten to a point in this summer where it feels like maybe fall is just going to make an early appearance this year. And so maybe you've been wondering about that. I certainly have. And so you've got to call in the doctor to get some answers. And that's what we did. Dr. 
Ken Dewey, our weather and climate guru, joins us right now to look at the rest of the summer and what's on the way and uh, discuss that. Good morning, Dr. Dewey. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. I hope everybody else is as well. Hey, when you went to work this morning, wasn't it pleasant outside? Uh, yeah, absolutely. 60s, beautiful. 60 degrees. So yeah. I, I kind of measure the summer by how many evenings can I sit outside and it's comfortable? Mm-hmm. And when I look back at this summer so far, we just had one bad week in July. It's not been bad at all, has it? Yeah, it. Re- I mean, and the one bad week was really bad. But other than that, you're right. It's been by by eight nine o'clock. It's not too bad outside for the most part. No, is it too early to start talking about snow? <laughs> yes, I'm already getting I'm already getting guff from uh, the people in the room here because I'm talking about pumpkin spice lattes already. So yeah, we're know, and Halloween stuff is in the stores already. We won't talk about snow for a couple more months. Okay. I think that'll make everybody happy. That's good. Uh, let's uh, let's kind of go back first, like we usually do, and and just take a look back. And I know we haven't. It wasn't too long ago that we last had you on, but some of the trend, at least with the precipitation, has continued, and we've been through this summer where the beginning was just incredibly dry and that had carried over from the winter and the spring and then july kind of happened the end of june and july happened and even here into august and it feels like the rain has been pretty significantly above average when you combine for this area what happened early and what's happened later where does that put us overall in terms of precipitation Oh, Jack, this is always amazing when you and I talk about these switches. And it's like, you know, there's this big switch in the sky. And it's something happened when you went out of town. Um, it's been real dry. You went out of town. You found heat and dryness in Europe. But it just started raining here. And we went from the second driest spring on record and, in fact, the driest 12-month period on record going into the month of June. And then suddenly... It started to rain, and we had seven inches of rain over the south side of Lincoln in a month and five inches at the airport. Despite all of this increased amount of rainfall, um, we're still short on the year, and as of this morning, we're 4.51, so four and a half inches below normal on the year, but we've made up an incredible amount of precipitation. Now, I still see, and you know I get on that little soapbox about watering lawns. Are you watering your lawn, Jack? No, my sprinkler system's been broke for two years, so if I, I, I can spot water, I do when it's really bad, but other than that, no. Well, that takes care of that question, I guess, but I do have, and people know where I live, I do have people out in my area that are still watering every single day, and I get up and I look out the front door and I see water coming down the curb, and then yesterday, walking around the neighborhood, um, a very friendly person that I am, I say hi to everybody, and a couple people have said, what's going on? I've got mold all over my lawn. And another person said, I don't understand. My lawn is turning yellow. Well, it's turning yellow because you're washing out all of the fertilizer, natural fertilizer that's in there. You're leaching the soil. And you've got mold because the lawn is too wet. We need, and I'll be done in a second with this. I know people don't like hearing this, but we only need about a half inch of water a week. And looking ahead for the next two weeks, there'll be dry spells of two or three days, but it looks like we'll have about an inch of rain total over the next two weeks. So I'm not irrigating my lawn at all. I noticed a couple areas in my neighborhood where people didn't water and the lawn started getting brown, but they all came back. And as I've said so many times, if you drive along the interstate, you'll notice they don't water the lawn. It goes brown when it doesn't rain, then when it does rain, it comes back to green again. So there isn't really any need 
with the cool temperatures that we've been having um, and the frequent precipitation. We've had about a half inch in the last uh, since the weekend in our area, and that's enough to keep things going. Um, yeah, and and I we're, we'll get to what what that means for the future and get back to the precipitation discussion. But then the other thing has been. Uh, what has been largely largely a mild a mild summer, I think you can I guess fill in the details on the data for that, but then smack dab in the middle of it a few weeks ago, one of the hottest in terms of heat index weeks that Lincoln Nebraska's ever seen, right? Oh, Jack, it was, we had a dew point. It, it's kind of a strange thing, the word dew point, but that means the temperature at which condensation takes place. It was 80 degrees of an afternoon, and the heat index was up at 115, 117. But this is nothing compared to our south, where Phoenix, Arizona went over a month with every day above 110 degrees. <laughs> I have a, a former student of mine who I keep in touch with, and he's in Austin, Texas, and they've been above 100 every day not 110 but 100 and above every day for the last two months it's been awful to the south and southwest so we've been fortunate and then we'll look ahead in a few minutes there the computer models keep wanting to bring that heat up here but it has not so by summers and i've lived in nebraska many summers this has been pretty darn pleasant we've also had and i think maybe we haven't talked about that a lack of severe weather we haven't had big hailstorms and 90-mile-an-hour winds, and we've had overnight rainfalls and thunderstorms, but we've been virtually severe weather-free, and we're sitting at, we'd like to look at the data, as you say, we're sitting at one day so far in August of 90 or above. July had nine days, um, and that's you know below the average of 14. Mm-hmm. Now, June had 16. And the normal is nine. So June was still hot and dry. Okay. But as we moved into July, we only had nine days of 90 or higher. We've had three days this year above 100 degrees. That's it. And so we don't have the excessive heat. Record highs this time of year are still well over 100. And I get a little excited when I see the fall a signal and I look at the record lows and next week one of the record lows is 39 so we can start getting colder this time of year and certainly a month from now the middle of September we'll feel full-on fall weather it I mean it feels like when we've had this streak and I don't know exactly how long the streak is where we've been in the 80s maybe even highs of 70s for uh, I mean I, I don't know the exact number but a week 10 days maybe something like that it's just it's been a long streak that we haven't gotten in the 90s that's that's unique, but it's not unprecedented for this time of year is what I'm gathering from what you're saying, though. No, it's just very much on the pleasant side. Yeah. It was July um, 27th, it was 101. July 28th, it was 102. And then the highs are in the mid-80s. And then we went into uh, August, and it has been pleasant with just 190 that we snuck in um, last weekend. So what we're going to feel is a little more uncomfortable. Um, and by the way, when you talk about that heat index, we are so far from the ocean, and yet it felt like we were in Miami, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, with that heat and humidity, and it was very uncomfortable for people working outside. So I think overall we can say we've gone from a very dry period to now frequent precipitation, not enough to make up the deficit, but it was a big deficit, and we should make up the deficit now in the warm time of the year, not because you won't let me talk about snow. Uh, we don't <laughs> want to make up the deficit in December or January. Yeah. Let's make it up now with some timely precipitation. Yeah, it's, so, 
I, I, I was just going to say, Doctor Drew, you were, you were talking about that. It's 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 almost like it's summer in reverse in some ways this year because. And I gauge this by how often I have to mow very frequently as somebody who obviously isn't watering my lawn a ton. Uh, but you know, you get in, you get into April and early May and you can maybe go, I can maybe go four or five days until I really have to go again, till I have to mow again. It wasn't really like that early in the, in the summer this year. Uh, but then I'll get to the end of July and the thing will be so dried out that I can go two, three weeks sometimes without mowing and i'm on a once a week schedule here in july and august which i never am this year and it feels more like precipitation wise it feels more like april and may which felt like july and august it just feels like the whole thing was reversed this year you're right jack we talked about that last time i was on the air the seasons seem to be all switched around and the months seem to be switched around and i hope it settles down relatively soon but again, for everybody here who I heard somebody last week, though, uh, heard someone sent me an email and said, I think your data are wrong. <laughs> and then the next sentence was, it's been hot. And then I responded with, it's been summer. So it's always <laughs> hot in the summer here. It's just not as hot as it can be. And even today, the record high is 104. So if we get to 90 degrees, it's going to be hot. And the average high is 88. So it's just a couple degrees above normal. So we're not going to ever have a summer where it's chilly or cold. Mm -hmm. Um, You could probably do that up in Canada, up in the Arctic or something. But it's just it's a matter of how hot it is. And this year, it's just not been as hot as it can be. Record high today, 104. We're not going to go near that. Mm -hmm. Record low, 48. Well, the 61 was heading in that direction. Yeah. So it's just been I think everybody should maybe not complain about the heat and realize you can sit outside of an evening. Yeah. And as the fall sports schedule starts happening and you're out at a soccer game or whatever it is, you're going to be out watching outside. You know, it's not all that unpleasant of an evening. Yeah. No, no, it's been, it's been good. And then I think that brings us to the question. A lot of people have Dr. Dewey, which is okay. Can we keep this going throughout the month of August? Can we just transition seamlessly from 80 degree days, some cloudy days, a little bit of rain into the fall season? Uh, When you look forward, what are you seeing in terms of the potential of that? I almost want to be Paul Harvey, if you can remember him. I think he went page two or something like that. Mm-hmm. This is the sec- The next story is what's going to happen next. One of the computer models, and this is scary if you just look at one computer model at a time. The computer model shows Lincoln's high tomorrow at 101. That's Ooh. probably not going to happen. I hope. Yeah. And then I look out through the next two weeks, and the heat down in Texas spreads up over Kansas into us Four different times, bringing temperatures in eastern Nebraska over 100. Now, is that going to happen? Probably not, because the computer models have been unable to handle the temperatures in Nebraska most of the summer. But we are going to go into the 90s, and it's interesting to see that over the next week, two weeks actually, uh, the temperatures go into the lower 90s multiple times. Any one of those days, if it's dry air enough, if the air is really dry, it could go into the mid to upper 90s. Not the excessive heat that's to our south. Um, places in Oklahoma and Texas have gone above 100 so many days this summer. We've only, as I said, done that three times. But there is a little bit of a change going on in that it's not going to be 60 degrees in the morning and 78, 82 in the afternoon. We're going to be seeing more 80s and 90s um, and then into the lower 90s over of the next two weeks. But so far, and we have to watch this and be careful, so far we're holding back um, the incredible heat that's out there. 
And if I look out into the next two weeks, like all the way down into uh, way into August, August 21, 90 degrees, August 22, 91, August 23, 91. So the kids are back in school, but it's not 100. It's in the low 90s. Now, Jack, there's a caveat to that, and that is we have difficulty forecasting with real accuracy two weeks ahead of time. We can see the trends. Mm-hmm. So the trend is um, precipitation, not a lot, but frequent little precipitation amounts. Some people are going to, you know, in Lincoln, uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, south side of Lincoln had three inches of rain, and the north side of Lincoln only had a tenth of an inch. Mm-hmm. But if the change is going to be we're bringing in some of the heat almost as if we're starting to go into June and July. But it's only the low 90s. But don't want to be held to that because the computer model might be too aggressive and it might only be the upper 80s. Or it might say this is our real summer and we start moving into the mid and upper 90s. That can happen and has happened. And then I guess, and then just historically, um, the chances eventually you get into September and, and you think, okay, well, we're in fall. What are the chances historically that September tends to be something where you're still seeing the 90s that still really feels like you would define summer uh, during the month of September? Well, that, of course, can happen, but it, the, the the big changeover is one of the last 90s that we've ever seen, and, of course, that's when you get into October. Um, we've had 100-degree temperatures in early September, and if I pull up the September data right now, and there it is, um, and I remind everybody, you go to lincolnweather.unl.edu for the data and the updates. Mm-hmm. And if I look at that, if I look at this, the first 10 days of September, all the record highs are above 100 degrees. Okay. But the record lows, September 3rd, 35, September 9, 36, <laughs> 38, and then September 11, 29 degrees, yeah. September 12, 32 degrees. So it's certainly as we go, if this starts a real heat wave and we start having temperatures in the mid to upper 90s and that carries us into September that has happened but then there isn't much of a shelf life on that because you start seeing the cold air coming down from Canada and last evening I was looking in the high today in south central Canada should be in the mid to upper 40s so that cold air is already up there and ready to come down here so you're very right if we do have temperatures that are hot going into September, but they're not going to last long. And this is really sad. I looked down here, September 21, record high, 103 degrees. So it can still get very hot. Yeah. And September 28th, 102 degrees. Wow. So, yeah, I know. So Lincoln is a place of contrast, isn't it, Jack? Where mm-hmm. the month of March, we've been as cold as 20 below zero and as high as 90. And that's just the way it is. Same thing in September. We've been as hot as 106 degrees. And as cold as 26 degrees. So right now, the big changeover is we've been spoiled with a lack of days above 90 degrees. We're going to probably start getting into the 90s over the next two weeks. And then my hope, and I'll monitor it, and everybody just keep track of me on Facebook, um, and then Dewey Weather, and then on Twitter, uh, which isn't called Twitter anymore, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I still say Twitter also. Yes. I think so. And then on, on which is KDewey1 on Twitter. And you'll see my updates, because this is subject to change. The, the good thing going for us is the nights are getting longer, and we're heading into the cooler time of year. The bad thing is this could be finally our real surge of summer heat, but it's so late in the summer, I think we can get past it. 
I know it is too early for this, but we are 20 days away from a uh, volleyball game happening in a football stadium in Lincoln that people are very, very interested in the weather for because rain could derail a lot of plans for this. At what point do forecasts that are looking forward 7, 10, whatever days, does it start does it start being worth actually looking at those forecasts? Yeah, it depends upon whether you want a broad brush feeling about it or whether you want specifically hour by hour. Um, we're at this point, remember, I just mentioned that for the next two weeks, this is what we're expecting. You get out two weeks from today and you, and the forecast is really not something you should be doing other than guidance that it looks like, as I said, it's going to get hotter for the next two weeks. But when you start looking at accuracy, the highest accuracy is in the five day range. So should it be happening this Saturday? It's not. I think we could be comfortable um, with the hour by hour temperature forecast. And my my friend and former student and colleague Rusty uh, Dawkins is really good at that. When he a couple days ahead of time, we'll start talking about when clouds move in, when precipitation starts. But it's kind of like in the winter, isn't it, Jack? We can say, you know, it looks like there might be a snowstorm around two weeks from now, and up it goes away. It's yeah. not in the forecast anymore. But once you're within a couple days, you can nail it down and say, well, if it's winter, oh, we're talking about snow. You told me not to. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if you're talking about the outdoor event, which is an incredible number of people, um, remember the football game that got canceled with thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, and they knew that potential was there that day. Even when I sat in my seat, I said, boy, there's thunderstorms popping up right now over York, Nebraska, headed this way. So the, the, to kind of weasel out of this whole thing, we certainly would not be able to give any kind of guidance to what it's going to be like, you know, two, three weeks from now. Yeah. But once we get within a week, we can start saying, look at that. The temperatures are going to be really pleasant. Or look at that. We're going to have a late summer heat wave, and it might be really uncomfortable and hot sitting out in the stadium. Yeah, well, it's okay. So two weeks from today, we'll start. It'll be the 24th, and then we'll be six days away. So that's when that's, that's when we'll start taking a, taking Very a really close look. Uh, Dr. Dewey, I always appreciate your time. I always enjoy talking to you and uh, thinking about what's going to happen next and looking forward to it. We appreciate that and we will uh, barring anything barring any events that make it necessary we will check in with you in early september then all right that's absolutely fine you know as a retired person my schedule is blank so <laughs> <laughs> anytime you want me to talk about the weather i like it. it my wife gets tired of me just talking to her all the time it's, it's nice to have a different audience i'm glad we can provide that for you dr dewey always appreciate Thanks, it jack and everybody have a great day there you go dr ken dewey the uh the goat when it comes to uh, guests and weather and climate. All right, 855, we'll take a break. We'll wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that's it for your Thursday show. Thanks to Dr. Ken Dewey for joining us today, as well as Robin and Dave, the Girl Link team. If you missed any of the show, don't forget we podcast. The show from beginning to end, KLIN.com. Catch up. You go out for a walk with the dog or a jog or just driving around. You want something to listen to? Always check that out at KLIN.com or the KLIN app. Take a listen to the show. Now, tomorrow, 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 request line Friday. If you missed it, our theme for tomorrow is cover songs. Songs that are uh, not the original version, but redone by someone else. And we are want to hear your favorites or the ones that you're in the mood to hear for or the ones that you think are particularly cool or unique. So text those in to 402-479-1400 before the show tomorrow. And we'll have some fun with that. We'll see you then. It's 9 o'clock. KLIN Lincoln.